Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth, from leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalist. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Guys, what a week. It's been a very full week. That's why I'm drinking this coffee. <laughs> Wake me up, Jesus. It's been a very full week. Um, Dante, I didn't tell you yet, but I held your cat yesterday. <clears throat> oh, you did? The Nelson family uh, got a cat. Yo, yo. It's a and really I understand cool what you cat. meant by like it smells. Listen, don't bring don't bring the cat up on this podcast. <laughs> I might I might say some things about this cat that I regret. That cat it's is a wild. cute cat though. It's, it's it, really cute. But, but I, mean, I see what it, you mean it about is it's a daggers. Wild cat. Yes. They're long. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a real lion. Yeah, the, the claws. I are, feel like yeah. what's funny to me is that before you got this cat, you were so excited that it was like a wild cat, was, half I'll wild. That. And now that you have it, it yep. it's the one quality you don't yep. like. About it is. The it is the very thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, it's a it's a Bengal cat. Look up a Bengal cat. It's B- beautiful. N G A L. And they're like these exotic cats um they they say dog-like personalities it's not a dog-like personality that cat is a wild animal um (laughs) at a certain time at night this cat is literally i if i was the size of a peanut it would eat me (laughs) it would my cat would eat its owner because that cat is it's crazy but in the day she's so chill (laughs) we let her out in the backyard we found a little key where we take out in the backyard and she runs around and stuff we've officially decided that we're gonna keep it praise god yes yes so so officially decided i was looking at her and she had that moment that bonding moment i I had the moment I, i did have the moment and it was after like I was pretty mad at her and she gave me the mice and listen, y'all, I'm not a cat person. Yeah. I'm not even an animal person, but first of all, two years ago, I was like a cat hating advocate and uh, it was until I saw a bingo cat and that's the only reason because of her, her coat. I chose her for her looks. Yeah. You did. Honestly. I mean, and now I'm paying really for it. I'm paying for she it. She is a very beautiful cat. Anyway, so that, that's where life yeah. is like I tried to bond with her yesterday. So I was like, I think you're sticking around. I need to bond with you. <laughs> I know. I still got to meet her. I know. She's cute. She's good. Um, anyway, today, who knows what's going to happen? We're all in quite some fun moods. Yay, it's true. Last night, Rory and I watched Spider-Man for the first time. Yes, we're way behind. The, the new one. Not yeah. the first time ever to yes. watch a Spider-Man, but I don't yes. even know what it's called. What's it called? Spider-Man? F- no Way Home. No Way no Home. Way home. Yeah, no Way Home. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Super amazing movie. Yeah, I was like freaking out when the Green Goblin was the actual Green Goblin. That mo- that moment, I was locked in. I was like, "What?" I mean, literally all of the actors it's were Dr. the original Hogwarts. actors. Like yeah, I, yeah. I had like a whole flashback memory. It was pretty of- cool. All the Spider Mans in one. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Pretty genius. And we don't want to do any like movie spoilers, but there are just certain moments that were just so. If you I haven't knew seen the about movie it. yet and this is your movie spoiler, uh, I'm that's so sorry. bad on you. Yeah. It's been out for a while. It's though, been out for so. a while. That, that's true. Yeah. All three Spider-Mans from all of the different ones that have their own trilogies and stuff, they all come together in this movie. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Anyways, it's anyway. really good. Well, today we have a very fun topic. Today we're calling this Help. Someone just cussed me out. Yeah, and you probably clicked on this podcast just to see what it's about. (laughs) 
funny stories. We've had kids cuss us out, you know? And so we're going to talk about what to do in a high stakes scenario when kids are heightened and you're trying to resolve the conflict. Because they're teenagers and their emotions are all over the place. And they lose their mind sometimes. And not all kids are saved that come to youth group. That's true. (laughs) That's true. But even some of the saved ones, Even some of the (laughs) saved ones. You will be surprised. That consecration process is a process. We're all working on our salvation. It's a real process. (laughs) Takes time. Anyway. So, Rory, why don't you share maybe a story with us? I'll start us off. I, uh... I, I have a lot of stories with this. So youth pastor or leader, if you're listening and you're like, I have a lot of stories, man, I got you. I got stories. Um, I remember there was this time where I used to play keys way back in the day. I used to play keys on worship team. Mari was leading and there was a student who um, had just out of nowhere yelled pretty extremely at one of our other youth leaders. Pretty, pretty rough, really kind of startled her, but I was on stage. So afterwards I connected with the student. I said, Hey, like, bro, the disrespect. And he, he hadn't yelled crazy and cussing. He just very disrespectful in the strong language he was using towards this youth leader. And I said, so I grabbed him afterwards and I said, Hey bro, if this happens again, um, man, we're going to have to like, you're going to be taking a few weeks off. Cause it just doesn't feel like you want to be here to respect our environment. Like we have a, a respectful environment when you do stuff like that. And I had known this kid for a, a minute and knew his mom and whatnot. And I said, so next week, if I'm on keys and I don't get to experience this, any youth leader will, will actually know to, you know, have you go home for a couple of weeks. And he was like, okay, whatever, you know, in that, that moment you're like, great. Okay. We're going to become believable. I have a, I have a strong feeling you're going to test this. So the next week comes, I'm on keys again. And man, he loses it again with some very strong disrespect of eye rolls, walking away from this one leader while they're talking to him, um, does not listen to anything they just asked. And so the leader grabs him and says, hey, I know what Rory said, and you're going to be going home. He's super angry. I, again, miss all of this, right? So he walks out goes in his car because he could drive because that's when a, a student really feels power. Like when they get that license, whew, they are like, I am my own driver. Goodbye. And you're like, great. We'll see you next week, you know, or we won't. So anyway, so he, I, she says, hey, Royal, follow up with you, blah, blah, blah. So he leaves. I call him on Saturday. I text him, you know, on Thursday and I'm like, hey, bro, can we talk on Saturday? And he's like, yeah, that's my only free time. I said, great. So I, I give him a call and I remember this. I'm, this was even before we had children. Like, this is just so funny. And I'm in my backyard. We have my two dogs. I'm playing fetch. And I get on the phone with this kid. And no joke, I say, hey. I'm like wanting to start the conversation off maybe a little bit more relational connecting. You know, just like, hey, how's your week going or something? So I'm like, hey, bro, how you doing? And he <laughs> is like a fire hydrant. We don't even get to like, I'm doing good. A couple of words for you. Yeah. No. Can you tell us what he's just kidding? No. Yeah. I will not use all the language. Just think of every colorful word that you could possibly throw at a human being. He was was waiting for that phone call. Oh, he was excited. He was like, this is my powerful moment. And he is unleashing on me. Mm. Just unleashing. And he continues to unleash about me, this girl youth leader that, They've been having this struggle. Then our whole environment 
What's wrong with our youth department? What's wrong with our church? This is what's wrong with Christianity. I mean, we're talking big. He, he goes on to, without a break for like 40 minutes, I'm just playing fetch with my dogs. And he is just, and I'm just throwing this ball as he is going. And I'm like saying, oh yeah, totally. Man, I'm really sorry about that. Making sure he knows I'm still here. You know, I'm like, oh, I might as well get this all out, you know, in one shot. We get to the end of it and uh, I go, I did something maybe probably most people won't do, but I know, I don't know. I, whenever I'm in a really stressful scenario and I need to get stuff out, I usually try to get it all up. So I said, hey bro, is there anything else you want to share with me? After he's now very colorfully cussed out and told me everything that's wrong with all of us. And he kind of goes, what? And I said, well, is there anything else you want to tell me? You know, like, hey, this is your moment. Obviously, you have a lot of stuff that, that you've been thinking about. Is there anything else? And he kind of stopped and he was like, no, I think that's it. I said, okay, cool. I was like, well, thanks for sharing. Really sorry you experienced some of this stuff. I think we probably need to figure out some of this stuff on a different conversation, but let's get back to the conversation that I wanted to have today. Kind of through him. <laughs> And he goes, okay. And I said, so how are we going to clean up this mess now of the disrespect on our youth night with this leader that keeps happening? And I said, because obviously something's happening. And I said, and we just kind of got to get this figured out. And he was like, okay. And I said, so do you want to think about this a little more? And then we can talk. And he was like, I will never apologize to her. And I said, great. <laughs> I said, how about we give you a couple weeks because I already told you you could take a couple weeks off. I said, we'll reconnect. And I said, but before you come back to youth, you have to get to a place where you want to apologize to this leader and clean up a mess yeah. and then let her clean up a mess. And uh, man, you know what's crazy? A couple weeks later, he apologized. He actually called me and said, I'm ready. I'm really sorry for how I've been behaving. I said, great, bro. Came and apologized and was a different kid the rest of the time he was in youth group. And that was for two more years. Wow. Jeez. It was strong, though. <laughs> Oh, I guess I, I bet that there's so many um, youth pastors or leaders um, wondering what was going through your head while you're playing fetch. And yes. you, you, didn't, you didn't get lost in the, because that's a long time. Like 40 no, minutes it, is a it's long a, It was time. a long A lot of information. How didn't yes. you um, like grab a hold of one of those little rabbit trails? Of, no, that's good. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, something that I kind of have learned in this journey of helping navigate high stakes scenarios. Like when I'm, when I call it a scenario high stakes, I think what I mean by that is like, that means emotions probably are really high and it feels like at any moment it could go a bad direction. Okay. So when I think of high stakes, it's like the emotion, somebody's emotion is on a 10 or beyond. And, and it usually means that's going in a bad direction. And so I think the first thing I was thinking through was listen and don't take it personal. Because obviously when a kid's sharing every possible thing they hate about you <laughs> that they can think of and every right. possible accusation about you, the people you love, the environment you're giving your life for, you can so easily in anger take up an offense and be like, you're 16. Let me tell you Right. how much you don't know at 16, you know, and really fast become this really aggressive um, communicator back and match 
Yeah. And something that I've noticed is I, when I'm communicating, I can either be water or, fi- or gas. There's already a fire. I can either be water or gas. And if I add gas, I should not be surprised then by a massive wildfire that's destructive. If I add water, then my expectation is that now we can actually land on, maybe my goal always is to hear a person and connect. And so I just remember that I was like, okay, just listen and so validate, not validate he's what he's experienced. Cause I'm like, nah, this isn't true. You've gotten hurt obviously. And now you're acting out of that hurt, but validate that I'm listening. This is why I kept saying like, totally. Hey, thanks for sharing, man. I'm so sorry. That's happened. Right. Okay. Hey, can, what was that? Can you share that again? I missed it. Even stuff that was painful. I was like, I think he just said that, but okay, I better make sure, you know, ouch. Okay. Let's try, try it again. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I need to make sure I'm pouring water because I care about this kid mm-hmm. and something's going on that's making him act out strongly. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's more you should probably talk more on that. The compassion that you have when a kid is losing his yes. mind on you, knowing most kids that are blowing up at you, there's a reason why they are responding that way. And it's most likely not because of what's happening yep. in our environment. Yeah. It could have triggered what yes that, yeah. but there's usually a, a lot of brokenness going yes. on at home or parents are going through and, something hard. Yep. You need to uh, talk more on the compassion you have While you're listening. I think something I tap into is this, is I realize if a kid feels safe enough to let this many walls down to tell me how he's feeling, my kids lash out only when they feel really safe at home. So when a kid in our youth group gets to a point where they can be that vocal and out of control, to me, I'm like, oh, you feel, you finally feel safe enough. It all is coming out. So I can either be like, wow, some, we're actually going to see breakthrough now or there's actually going to be real trust and connection because you're at your worst and I can finally meet you in that real place or I can get really offended and defensive. And so I think like that, yeah. I'm like, something's happening at home or in your life, but I have created a safe enough space as a leader that you are telling me everything in raw form. Yeah. And uh, a book, that's really helped me that you suggested to me that you read years mm-hmm. ago um, was a book called Crucial Conversations. Yes. Yep. And that, yeah, yes. yeah. You want to, yeah, I was just going to say that book talks about high stakes scenarios, high emotions and what to do in those moments. Because a lot of times you can find yourself, if you haven't worked through certain things and the kid says something like for me, I would be triggered with a disrespectful kid. Yeah. Me too. Like, like, <laughs> disrespect, like, like disrespect is just like, it's so big. And yeah. instead of me just blowing up or respond, I had to go away and ask myself, oh man, what did that just bring up in me? And be honest that, oh, this 16 year old kid just pulled out something out of me that mm-hmm. sucked. I got to figure out what in me caused yes. me to not show up to that moment. Right. I, for me, it's the thing of this is I'm like, I, a, a teenager doesn't control me, yeah. but I could let them. Right. So like that kid could have easily gotten a very rough side of me and a, you're never allowed back in our youth ministry. Right. And that happens all the time. And people actually feel very justified in that stance. Yeah. For me, I'm like, man, if that kid finally shows me, 
I get to show him a different way to respond to stress, pain, and high stakes scenario. So you are in a lot of pain and you are trying to put me in pain, but I can show you even in pain, you can react differently. And I think that's the piece is like, you don't control how I respond. Mm -hmm. I had to understand that. And that was working through triggers. It was going, man, if a kid triggered me, even to this day, if a kid instantly does something, I get upset. I then don't actually confront the kid. I go away and I'm like, what just happened? Why did I get upset? Because that kid did that, you know, like that kid doesn't have that much power over me unless I'm giving it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And and that's, yeah, that's big. Like I'm like, if kids have power over you, you're never going to be able to have these high stakes scenario conversations that go well. You'll have them. Right. They just won't go well. You'll find yourself tense. You'll find yourself frustrated. You'll say stuff or do stuff that then you have to apologize for. And it's the worst when a kid is making a mess. And then as a leader, instead of helping them alongside clean up the mess, you end up making a mess to where you have to then apologize. And now all of a sudden the, the original mess is blurred. Yeah. This is where I even in that scenario, I brought up the original mess. So he brought up so much stuff and sometimes we can start defending and like get in rabbit trails. And I just remembered my goal. I was like, I'm calling you to talk about what happened at youth group two weeks in a row. Hmm. I didn't call you because of all of this other stuff. Now, if we want to talk about it, let's set up another time to talk. But I remember why I called you. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you talk and do all what you need to say. But then when it's my turn, Hey, so now let's talk about that scenario that happened on Wednesday night. Thanks for sharing all this other stuff. We should totally set up another meeting to talk through it. But there's still a mess that we got to clean up. Right. And there's yeah. still a leader that you disrespected two weeks in a row very strongly that we got to figure out. Yeah. Right there. And, and it almost brought him back to, oh, my defense mechanism of blowing up and throwing out different scenarios to avoid this didn't work. Yeah. yeah. I think something that's really important to remember is Rory has had a lot of these encounters and yeah. he didn't get them perfect at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, like, I don't even know if I can do that. You're probably not going to get it nope. perfect. We've made messes. We've hurt kids that have hurt us. Like it's, yeah. it's part of the game. I, can I share one then that was. Hold that, on. Oh, one yeah, thing. Go. Something that Rory does that he didn't really mention is he also engages with Holy Spirit, which mm-hmm. helps him stay calm and also see the kid rightly. Yes. Um, which is really hard to do when you're being yelled at. But if you can calm yourself enough to mm-hmm. engage with Holy Spirit. You're talking about self-control. Self-control. It is a fruit of the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and we all need it, especially in those kind of moments. Right. But something that I just want to make sure is clear. Rory validates the kid of like, I, I can see how you feel that way. I'm so sorry. But he still upholds boundaries. Like we yes. are not doormats. It's the, it's the belief this, I see you according to your destiny, not your history. So I am constantly aware this kid's potential because of who God's made them to be is so incredible. But the reality is right now you're not living up to your full potential, Yeah. but I got to make sure I keep that perspective of Holy Spirit in my mind. So I treat them 
with honor. Because if I'm going to break the, the cycle of dishonor and disrespect, I can't do it by being disrespectful and dishonoring back. You don't break a cycle by being the same way back. Yeah. You have to show them a different way to do it right. to go, Hey, yeah, that, that was, that's, I, wow. I can see how that could be really painful, but we have, like, I confront sin. Like sometimes people will hear this and they're like, wait, do you not confront poor behavior? I'm like, no, actually we probably would. I would say we, we would confront it more than most environments. Yeah. We just do it in a way that leads to connection so that kids have a powerful choice. Not every kid stays in our youth ministry. Some kids, they leave for a season because they're like, I don't want to do it like this. You're like, great, youth is a choice. But when you show up to youth night, like, hey, we have a way of doing life that you have to actually abide by. And it's called respect, it's honor, it's honoring the environment and the leaders. I don't need you to engage. I do need you to be respectful. Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. Did you want to share that other story? Yeah, so this is great because yeah, sometimes like we, okay, just to give context, like, I've been handling hard scenarios for like over 10 years now. Like yeah. when we, when we got here, um, I had a, a uh, the associate youth pastor um, at the time we moved to Reading, his name was Ben Serple. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. And when we got here in 2010, he helped me so much identify my own triggers and helped me where I was, I would have lashed out. I was a very, I had a high disrespect <laughs> red button. You disrespect me you are going to hear about it. Very intense personality. So conflict, and I was terrified of conflict. So for two years, all I did was I just asked Ben, I said, Ben, this area of my life is so weak. It stresses me out when a kid makes a mess. It stresses me out when a kid starts yelling in our, in our sanctuary. Like I physically feel anxiety. And he was like, do you want to just come along with me and watch every encounter? And we can talk through it. And I was like, uh, yes. So for two years, every time a, a high stakes scenario happened, which if you're in youth ministry, there's a lot of pretty moments. Often. It's pretty, pretty often. often with parents. Just, so I said, anytime, yeah. if I'm free and it's okay that I can step in, I'd love to be there. So there's this one moment where this kid this is like in the very beginning, this kid is, um, he was so disrespectful and I was boiling I was so angry and it was against me. And I, this was like back in 2010, 2011, I was so angry and we were standing in the foyer and Ben had stepped in. Cause I was like, I need your help. And I would love to see how you would do this. You know, cause usually if it happened to a leader, I was the administrator at the time, he would just take the kid and but I was learning. I was so mad, like visibly face tense, angry. So my body posture was already communicating. I don't want to connect with you. <laughs> I am angry. I want you out of our youth ministry. I don't want you here. Yeah. There's this one kid that just, uh, when him and this other friend went anywhere together, it was explosions of problems. Like uh. they were they were firing gasoline and literally. they exploded everywhere. And and so there's this moment where I literally was like, I, I don't have it in me, you know? And so I'm all tense and I am like expecting Ben. So I talked to Ben before we go over the kids in the foyer and I'm like, Ben, like I'm done. Like I am done. Like this kid needs to get out of our youth ministry. Done. Like I can't handle it anymore. And he's laughing at me. He's like, Rory, just follow my lead. We're going to talk about it after. I was like, okay, but you realize like I'm done. 
You know, like I'm trying to say, like, you know, I don't care what you're about to do. I don't, I don't care what communication, me. like, like the, the result that I'm going for is this kid is not coming back for at least four weeks. Like that I had already made the goal. Yeah. So we show up to this meeting. I'm, I'm tense. I'm angry. My face is mad. And Ben's like, what's going on? And the kid starts crying because something had happened at home. And I'm even more mad. I am like, don't, don't try to use tears to get out of what you've done. Like you are Rory's so disrespectful. Gift is definitely not empathy. No, so just remember that. I was fuming. And I am sitting there and I am even more. And Ben's like, let's cover you. Like, bro, I'm so sorry. Cause there's been, there was something happening with his parents. Yeah. It was a big deal. Ben's praying for him. Ben's like, Rory, you want to pray? And I'm like, sure. You know, I am like, oh my God, you know, we're not even handling the mess. So we pray for the kid and Ben's like, hey, you know, bro, we're here for you. Let's talk next week and we'll figure out a new game plan. Talk, like I am like, like I, like everything in me is like, I'm going to like, I physically take, like grab this kid, you know? And so I'm like silent and the kid goes home and now I'm mad at Ben. And I was like, Ben, what was that? Like, I was like, I thought you said we were going to help. Like, that's not helping. I don't want these tools. This, this is terrible, you know? And that's when I learned, he was like, Rory, I don't know what was happening in there, but he goes, I couldn't even handle the mess with that kid because of what you were bringing in. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? And he was like, I had to actually postpone it because you were so visibly angry. Anything I would have said to help him clean up this mess wouldn't have worked because you were already wanting to get rid of him. And I kind of sat there and he was like, so we got to try that again. And you need to go and figure out if you can be a part of this next conversation. Cause after that, you probably couldn't be. And I kind of was like, wait, how did this get turned on me? Like <laughs> this kid is so disrespectful and like ruining stuff and like actually like destroying property. And like, we were having a lot of issues and I was so thrown. I was like, how did I become the bad guy? But I had this mentality that there was still a win-lose. Yeah. Like there was a good guy and there was a bad guy in a conversation. And I was so convinced that that kid was the bad guy and I was the good guy. And I got it flipped on me. Mm. And I was like, oh no, I am a very angry person that has a lot of disrespect buttons yeah. that this kid just brought out. And so I'll just say the next week, I didn't actually like Ben talked to the kid by himself. The kid yeah. apologized to me. And then I learned so much in that moment to go, oh, I don't ever want to do that again because I realized the kid, the parents were um, having a lot of stuff happening where the kid was actually not even staying at home. He'd been kicked out. Like so much traumatic stuff that youth was just acting out. Yeah. And if you don't know that, man, you just can really miss the opportunity for what the goal is. And my goal was to get him out of youth for four weeks. Ben's goal was to connect. And that's where I learned so much. I was like, oh, I need to connect. Cause I, if I know that this is a longstanding relationship and that we're in it for the long haul, I will treat you different. You're looking for ways to connect. Yes. yes. Yeah. But if I'm thinking that this could be a short term, right. we can get rid of you and then the mess is done and the, right. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I'm quick to dismiss students in my environment. But what also happens is then what's crazy is that same student became literally one of our top leaders had radical encounters with God is well, an incredible person. Even to this day, 
But my first, like one of my initial moments, I missed it because I was so mad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you can just, being in an environment a long time, you're like, oh, wow. Just because a student's having a rough moment and they take it out on you. Yeah. And it's not like you feel shame about that moment. You're looking back on it and you're like, oh, I learned so much. Oh, I learned so much. Yeah. So we can take those moments where we haven't gotten it right to look, look back on and say, oh, what actually happened? I mean, I'll, I don't want to take up time. I'll share another moment that happened yeah. just uh, last year. Just so you guys are aware, like you, this is an ongoing process of protecting your heart and your your beliefs about kids mm-hmm. and yeah. to make sure that you as a leader are very aware of yourself. So there was this kid this last year where um, they were they were talking really loud. I mean, great kid, just talking so loud, yeah. so loud. Um, during one of somebody was speaking and I just walked behind. I was like, what is, what is going on guys? I was like, you are so loud and they're trying to speak. And the speaker has literally looked over and addressed this twice. And the kid's like, oh, whatever. And I was like, Hey, I need your help. I was like, I, can you guys manage this? Do you understand? They're like, yeah, no, we're sorry. Literally I walk away. They do it again. And so I pull out the two kids and as I pull them out, I sense this subtle thing where I'm like, I'm frustrated and I should have known to stop. (laughs) Like that's my key to where I would have been like, just send them back in Rory. You're frustrated. So this isn't the moment to do it. But I pushed through because I thought, Oh, I know how to manage my frustration. No, you don't. It comes out. You don't know how to manage it. I tell people don't confront when you're frustrated. I did not listen to my own rule <laughs> and I literally oh, went yeah. like this. I started talking to the kid and, and as I'm talking, I'm, I realize really fast because I'm kind of talking at them, not with them. This is how you know you're frustrated. I'm talking at the kid, not yeah. with the kid. So I'm talking down to this kid. I'm like, hey, like what is happening? And as I start talking, I have this thought and I stop and I'm like, hey, so how long have you guys been coming? It's one kid's first night. I'm like, crap. This kid's only been coming for three weeks. I'm like, yeah. you don't even know the, how yeah, you, don't know the you don't even know the culture. Yeah. Oh my God. I, and then it's clicking. I am expecting you to know the culture in three weeks of a place that you have no grid. Yeah. And I'm frustrated oh. with you. Oh. And so I totally changed and I went, Hey man, I'm really sorry. And I apologized on the spot. I said, I'm really sorry. I said, here's just a little bit of how we do it here. When somebody's talking, um, this is what that means. Yeah. And they go, Oh, and I said, it's not quite like school where, you know, maybe you talk while your teacher's talking. I said, this is a little different. I don't mind if you guys whisper to each other. It's just really hard if it's that loud. Man, I called Ben the next day. I said, Ben, how did I let myself get that frustrated? I said, can you please talk me through this scenario? Yeah. I said, I let myself bypass my own things that I know to do. How did I get there? It was even that, like, I mean, I was with that on it. I was like, I don't want to go back to that place of frustration and conflict because it doesn't help kids. Yeah. 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 So that was even last year. Um, to wrap up this topic, practicals here. I know you started first recognizing Ben calls them red buttons. Yeah. Like what are your red buttons? What triggers you? We probably would say triggers we, now. We call them triggers now. Um, same thing. What is another, like, is someone that's just starting out, oh my gosh, I do have a lot of disrespectful kids. I'm getting mad. It's not going well. What are some practical steps as we end that yeah, they could start great. implementing today? Yeah, I would say the first practical step that I would say, and then you can add into this, is the moment you get triggered, think think a long-term game. 
I'm not going to solve my ability for how I confront in a week, but I can get better at this in six months to a year. My first step is why am I getting so frustrated or why do I shut down whenever a, a kid is yelling at me or I start crying? What is happening? Yeah. I would say you start there and you get people in your life that you say, can you help me identify why do I do this? For me, I felt so disrespected as a child and I got bullied a lot, especially in my teenage years, that when a teenager would start yelling at me, that's where I was like, I will demand respect because I feel older now. So now I have the power to make sure you respect me. And I had to let that go and honestly walk through some forgiveness of people that had bullied me in the past that were in my teenage years to go, oh, Mm -hmm. I've had people be really mean to me and I'm I'm being triggered by this 16 year old because of that moment that happened when I was like 14 and 15. Yeah, it's a real thing. I would love you to share how you engage with Holy Spirit in those moments because I feel like you're really good at that unless you have something else. No, 100%. There's been moments- (laughs) where I've literally felt frustrated and I can feel the Holy Spirit say, yeah. oh no, you need to respond differently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the humility to lean into that because oh. it can oh. feel embarrassing when you, when you realize that you're not responding correctly in the moment. Yes. <laughs> you have the power to shift right then and there. I mean, yep. you did it <laughs> like yep. with those kids. You have the power to shift right then and there and say, okay, I'm going to respond completely differently. You said the word, it's humility. Oh, yeah. man. And you, with kids, they bring it out because you're like, I am stronger. That's the key. Yes. If you think you're stronger and more powerful than students, it's it'll be harder for you to access humility. 100%. 100%. And I, I would say that that's been one of the keys for me that's responding good in the right way mm-hmm. that, that I walk away from a conversation. And I'm like, man, praise God. I leaned into what yep. he was actually saying. Yeah. An- another thing in those moments, I get so reminded of who the kid is and not according yes. to their behavior. Yes. Because in those moments, you're like, man, it's, you're only seeing what they're reacting to. And there's been so many times where I'm looking at a kid and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm a father in this environment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, like you, you don't know any better. I, I get to show you a new way. Yeah. Yes. I get to be the first person in your life that when you curse, cuss them out, that they respond with compassion. Yes. That, that, that they're not moved by the words that you're saying. I get to be that f- first person to reveal what the father is like. And um, Rory, you encouraged our team a while ago to even pray for certain students. Yep. And I remember that really had an impact on me because I would encounter those same students the following weeks. Like, oh, I've already been praying for this kid that's acting out. And so already my approach is differently, uh, different. And so I I think that renewing our minds of seeing kids according to their destiny, then their history, Mm -hmm. that's a process of, man, I'm constantly renewing my thoughts towards those hard kids. And I'm being honest, man, I'm really frustrated with this kid right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. so good yeah. I to end this remember just what Dante was saying compassion I would say 98% yeah. of the kids that act out in the way that we're talking are coming from a broken home have a crazy situation with a sibling family member or something's blowing or something up in their life something just happened like I'll say right. one more there was a student who literally came in crying I never forget this crying 
making a big scene, was grabbing her friend. She was like, I need up. And it honestly looked like a bunch of chaos. Yeah. And our leader went over and instead of doing the normal, hey, shh, shh, she said, is everything okay? And she lost it and goes, my aunt just lost her baby and lost it. But it was in the, she came to youth late. So she walked into what was already happening and you can easily miss if you don't just ask what's happening. You can assume and if you assume, we all know what that does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it created for us, we were able to connect, pull her in, minister to her and go, thank, thank you for coming to youth. Yes. Yeah. Jesus always responded with compassion. Yeah. yeah. Always. He was always moved by compassion. Yep. So if we could end with anything. Yeah. Compassion. compassion. Figure out your own, buttons, <laughs> your own buttons. Engage with Holy Spirit <laughs> and have compassion on yes. the people that you're leading. Because who knows? When you have responded compassion, engage with Holy Spirit, and choose to not get defensive, you can literally watch someone change before your eyes over time. Absolutely. We love you all so much. Thanks for listening today. I hope this was helpful. We'll see you next time.